This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And by bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, et tu, Blue State? Sturdy old dudes. Taking Hitler for tea. No one wants to be called Randall. That's for sure. McDonald's found an old storage unit. Obnoxious insects was my adamant cover band. Veronica won't appreciate our phrasing. Mmm, and more on this episode <laughs> of The Morning Stream. This man is an author. He writes stories. He has just finished writing a story. He thinks many people will like to read it. So, he must have the story made into a book. Let's see how the book is made. Crisp niblets corn on the same fork. The Morning Stream, where something funny, 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 snark, snarky, snark. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, November 7th, 2019. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? Well, look, we're seven days into November, and it's hard for me not to bring up the point about how fast time is traveling these days. <laughs> so I'm not really, going to do it. Really, do you feel it. like it's going any faster than it ever goes? It feels like feel we like- got seven days into this month in the blink of a freaking eye. That's how it feels. It's so weird yeah. to me. Like, literally, it was BlizzCon weekend five minutes ago, and it was the first, and now suddenly it's the seventh. I just I just don't know where it goes. It just goes. Yeah. No, it just goes. I don't know. It feels like... Uh, like like as a as a complete and total time unit, time always seems to be going faster than I'd like it to go. Unless I'm waiting for something, yeah, and then it goes really really slow. But uh, if you know if I'm working hard, if I've got my nose to the grindstone or my ear to the ground or whatever, <laughs> wherever part of my body is touching whatever inanimate object <laughs> yeah. represents it, yeah, I feel like uh, I don't. I feel like like as a whole unit time moves faster than i'd like it to sometimes i just want but to... i don't feel like november's gone by any faster than any other time it just feels like it's all a blur well you're probably it's probably true time is a unit is a great song pink floyd time did the best is a unit unit unit, unit, unit. into the future <laughs> so for me uh, uh i just want to i want to know what it feels like to be bored again I've never been bored. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Not, not my adult life. I don't know what it's like. Kids are always like, I'm bored. I'm like, what does that even feel like to be totally. bored? Right? Like, uh, what, what, uh, 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 what did it feel like to be able to say, wow, I've got, I've got some time. I don't even know which video game to play right now. Cause <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly I right. I, need, I want that again. It's freaking weird. Anyway. Uh, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Got a big show for you. Got a little uh, Wendy later. She's going to be here. She has a super uber secret topic. Not really. I kind of know what it is, but she's 
workshopping okay. it since yesterday and says that she'll have it all ready for when we talk to her. Wow, cool. Yeah, all right. So that's pretty cool. I have, it's about me, isn't it? Uh, it's totally about Brian and his <sighs> inability to fend off viruses when he gets them. Nice job. Jeez, yeah, this is true. Usually, yeah. you know what? It's been a while since I've been sick. I want to say it's at least been since... Been a year, like, dude. At least spring or, or or yeah, early 2019. Oh right, you um, did have a trip somewhere, and then you came back and you had something gnarly for a minute, for a hot minute, and then you were good. Yeah, good. It wasn't yeah. Too bad. I think I came back from TMS fine. Yeah, you were good there. That one, no, no cred there. But it was oh, it might have been the um, the Geek Bull trip. I came back and was feeling sick. I can't I remember. I think that was it. I think that was might the have one. been. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's this time of year, and it's fine, and it's okay. Uh, and you shouldn't feel bad about this at all. But I have a recommendation today that is going to change the world. I'm ready to change the okay. world right now on the air. People can steal right. this idea and make millions of dollars because I don't really have the wherewithal to make it happen. But if I could, I would start a restaurant today that specialized in the following. I don't even know what to call this. So you're going to help me name it. But this this okay. is a, this is a taco. Okay. Kind of. All right. You take a piece of naan, about yay big. It's the smaller ones, you know? Sure, sure. Folds into a nice taco shape. You, you can get them at Costco and whatever. But uh, you get a piece of naan. You put that on a plate. You put that plate in the microwave or you heat, you, however you're going to do it in your restaurant. But you, you heat it up a little bit. <clears throat> so it's just slightly, not moist isn't the right word. But when you do that Pliable. with the naan. Yeah, it's like it just becomes soft and warm and awesome. Yeah. Sure. Then you lay down thin sliced roast beef, like the kind you'd get on like a like a French dip kind of thing. Sure. sure. So you layer it all around there, put a big layer of that okay. on there. Okay. And then you layer uh, fresh kimchi. Oh, the beef needs to be hot. You need that needs to be cooked first. So hot it's beef. warm. Hot, hot beef. Hot okay, beef. Sure. Yep, got the hot meat. <laughs> you put your hot beef in the in the taco or in the uh, right. in the naan. And then you let it uh, sit there for a second. And then you go and you get your fresh kimchi and you lay that out on there. And then you fold that thing up, stick a toothpick to it through it so it's like it's held together or whatever. Put two of those on a plate, some sort of garnish. Uh-huh. You will have people come to your restaurant every day to get that. <laughs> it is the most amazing thing I have ever eaten. And Kim just winged it yesterday. We had leftover thinly sliced beef from the sandwich bar thing she did on Sunday with her family. So we had that. We had the naan. And we always have kimchi because I'm a kimchi freak. Sure. And I have I don't know, honestly, if I've had anything more addictive. I wanted to eat five of these. It was so wow. good. Wow. Oh. So naan and naan is like more of like a uh, an Indian Eastern Indian kind of food and then you get your kimchi which is Korean. So what would you call what would you call your restaurant that serves these things? And, uh, and tacos oh, are uh, you know hmm. <laughs> predominantly uh, uh, Latin American or Latin uh, Spanish? Beef Indian. Uh no, no, hold on. Oh yeah, naan of your <laughs> business says Sidian. Perfect. Naan your business. Naan your business. That's not, That's not bad. No, I don't know what I would call it. Um um naan non-negotiable i don't know <laughs> i don't know but it's so oh my gosh dude it was so good and it was accidental it wasn't like she was trying to make this combo but right, there's something the about she it you during the show today like i think you even showed it on the on the the show yeah it was on the show yesterday i didn't eat it till the end of the show and and that couldn't i just couldn't believe it like i'm not i'm not kidding about this either like straight up the one of the tastiest little combos of anything i've ever had ever in my life 
And it really was hard for me to try to, because I'm trying not to, you know, be a big pig these days. So I, sure. I, I wanted to go make like three more. I didn't do it. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, it's really I good. Could use a, I wonder if you could use a pita if you don't have non, access to non. Probably. it's got that kind of soft uh, bread uh, feel to it. Probably. And you could even, I bet you could get, a, get away with a good flour tortilla even. Like I think the sure. the bread part matters. I but not as much as the combo of the of the roast, the beef, roast and the beef and the kimchi. Just yeah. unbelievable. Like to the point that it, why why is that a thing I can't get someplace? Sit down and get somewhere. I don't know now. It seems like uh it seems like at least two thirds of that you could get at an Arby's and then just bring your own kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong because they have uh uh they have the flatbreads or whatever the the yeah yeah it's not pitas but they're like uh, whatever you use for a euro i don't know what those are what do you call yeah, that yeah right they're basically non yeah are they pitas they? maybe they're pitas maybe they're pitas they just don't they just don't cut the pita open and put stuff inside it pita well here's what i think of when you say pita i think of the crappy ones we had in the 80s that your mom would buy yes oh those dry ones yeah that, yeah you'd uh cut them open boy that was the thing when uh sprouts first you know like first just started going nationwide is yep. like the thing to put in your pita yep sprouts turkey and shredded cheese and oh my gosh dude my mom totally <laughs> made those she made those all the time and the pitas were these dry almost dusty dry yes like yes. you crack one open it would just go like yeah dust would come out of it and then you'd cut it in half and you'd put you'd stuff things in there and she had a squeeze, name for it squeeze a whole bunch of freaking mustard and mayo in there just mm -hmm. so that it would Mm -hmm. You know, there would be some sort of moisture so in just, that pita. Yeah, so it'd shut you up for the day because you'd be full. Uh, but yeah, and I agree, BioCal sprouts do taste like dirt. Not a fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, uh, th this is just this is a more fluffy kind of. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. The consistency is just different. Like I don't know what those old pitas yeah. were, but I don't think they're real pitas. Anyway, it is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. It couldn't be a simpler uh, combination of items. You just got to get the good kimchi and, and really the roast beef you can get anywhere. And the naan you can get at Costco or Walmart or anywhere. They just have them. Uh, all right. Just had to share that with the world. It was really, <laughs> really fantastic. Sounds good. You're making me hungry now. And I just, I, you know, <laughs> ate breakfast a little bit ago. So, Well, don't eat now. You'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. You'll be all right. Uh, all right. And we got uh, Luke Johnson wrote in, probably in the chat okay. as well. He's usually here. Um, I think so. Yeah. He wrote in uh, about the 4th of July on the weekend thing. And I thought this was interesting. Cool. Uh, he says, check out this guy's idea for a permanent calendar, which you can find over at uh, hankehenryontime.com uh, slash html slash calendar dot html, okay. which is kind of a long URL to remember, but I'm going to open Hank it up e. here. Okay. Uh, oops. Oh, no, there it is. Okay. It didn't reach it first. Now it's here. All right. So here's the deal he says this the big idea is january 1st of every year is always on a monday july 17th is always a wednesday that's my birthday yeah. uh november 24th is always a friday etc every year's days of the month as they relate to days of the week are the same every year it differs from our first calendar or our current calendar in that the permanent calendar doesn't have exactly 365 days a year we make up the difference by having extra days every six years. Uh, it's a little out there for sure, but like the universal time thing, y'all discussed, this would have its advantages. Love the show, though, Luke and Boulder. <laughs> so I'm looking at this thing, and uh, uh, the Hanky Henry permanent calendar. So, all right, 
it's not an interesting, not a bad idea um, to have it set up like this, right? Because right. everything's kind of predictable. It's like, all right, Easter can always be on. Well, Easter's always on a Sunday, but like, uh, but on this one, July Fourth is always on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to shift it. Um, I've also noticed that there's no, like the, he totally also changes around the 31 day calendar. So October doesn't have a 31st in this. Oh, you're right. It doesn't, does it? Yeah. So Halloween's suddenly very weird, isn't it? Every third, every third month has 31 days. Every other month, every other month has 30. Okay. So how do you do Halloween? Is it on the 30th? You do it on the 1st of of November? Like how does that freaking work? You probably have to do it like on the 27th, make it on that Saturday, the 27th. Oh, okay. So we just lock in all days. Every day would be locked. So so you just change around. Exactly. Christmas would still be the 25th. It would always be on a, I don't like that on a Monday though. So let's move that around. I know. See, it feels like, feels like we need to adjust this ever so slightly. Now here's the problem with this. Yeah. Is that um, your your birthday will always fall on the same day of the week, and if your birthday falls on a Monday, it's gonna always fall on a Monday, and it's gonna suck that your birthday always falls on a Monday. Will it? I can't think of any advantage to it being not on a Monday. I mean, on a weekend? Well, Come on! Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, you yeah. like the yeah. fact that it, you know two out of every seven years your you're, you're birthday totally falls right. on a weekend? Yeah, you're totally right about that. Uh, uh, yeah. The, mm, you know, I'm not now that we've seen this is good. This is a good exercise cuz now yeah, that you I see do. it, you start to realize, "Oh wait, but what about what about what about?" right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe not I, so I much. like I like some of I like some of the uh some of the principle of this because it is a pain in the butt every year to figure out, "All right, which what Thursday is is Thanksgiving falling on this year and what you know, but this has to be like a like a worldwide adoption, which I I don't think we'd ever see that happen. No. Even list down at the bottom of the page, there's this whole section that says, these are the years in which there is a one-week-long mini-month called XTR at the end of December. <laughs> XTR. Uh, I feel like his name, his nomenclature for all of this is really bad. Like, XTR yeah. is stupid, and also the, yeah, and Hanky, the Hanky Henry. The Hanky Henry calendar. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Nobody's going to use that. Right. But anyway, no. 2015 had a, had a, would have had one of those. Uh, this is yeah. a older. I think this was posted before that. In fact, it was probably posted right. that year, twenty twenty. So next year would have one, twenty twenty six, and so on. Yeah, um, an extra, but an extra month called XTR. Yeah, extra. Yep. Uh, it says so it'll be on extra fourth. Yep, extra fourth. <laughs> you know, you know what it. If you're, what if you're born any time that week? You've got the same late <laughs> oh, like no. leap, uh, leap year problem, right? Oh, no. But now there, now there's a potential whole week of leap leap days. Shoot, Brian, that's a major hole in this because tons <laughs> of people are born in a week, like right. a day. And it's not you, like can, it's, you can yeah, you can say, oh, like it's regular. Yes, yeah. it's, it's either every uh, every six years or every five years, depending on. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you uh, imagine? Way too many people are born in a week. Thousands upon thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people in yeah. this world are born in a week. It's not going to happen. Sorry, Hanky right. Danky, or whatever your name is. Henry Hanky, whatever. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. I think, it's, guys, I think, I think. oh, it's two, two dudes came up with this. All right. Yeah. It took two guys to come up with these names. Like, <laughs> yeah, XTR. Come on. All right. Well, this isn't oh, going to take Hankry off. Henry, today's Hanky Henry permanent calendar date is November 9th. Oh. Today actually would be November 9th. If, uh, weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Oh, yeah. here they answer some of this. Okay. What happens to my birthday? 
Uh, if, for example, your birthday is March 7th, it will always fall on Thursday. However, if you want to celebrate your birthday on the preceding or following weekend, why, of course you can. That's their answer. Oh, oh okay. Can't we do that already anyway? Uh, you totally can. Yeah. You totally can. All right. How about this? Um, uh, my, my birthday is January 1st, 31st, but there's no more January 31st. And I run a restaurant. There will be no birthday parties on February 30th uh, because no one was born then. Uh, uh, on them i'll lose business <laughs> and then he goes on to be goes on to try that's to actually a pretty good point i didn't even think about that that now all of a sudden we have extra new days that on this date nothing ever happened because yeah. this day never existed until yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, until and, that, and then and then the knock-on effect to just local businesses or companies who specialize in Sending you notifications on certain days would have to change their whole system for right. how they do that. Like it, it's it's bigger than we think. I think you know what? I'll bet we stay with three sixty five. I bet it just stays. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're not getting a new one, guys. Don't worry about it. Don't. Won't this whole exercise be costly? It will be about as costly as the Y two K problem was. Remember that. Uh-huh. But it was a one time cost. It is a one time cost, and then we're safe until the year ten thousand. Okay. Uh-huh. Sorry. Well, I still say you are going to fail. Oh, yes. I vividly remember phoning my elderly mother in my native Canada some years before she died and with astonishment hearing her quite casually say, it was very hot today, 30 degrees. What this shows is that a nice conservative old lady was able to totally adapt to an alien idea, the Celsius temperature scale. We are all adaptable, he says. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we are. You're not wrong. But you're also yeah. talking about you have to have a value proposition. Is it freaking worth it? Yeah, it's and not also, a, by the way, yeah. uh, we haven't all accepted <laughs> Celsius. There's still, <laughs> I mean, bro- kind of, we all have to kind of. This is something that we all have to agree on because we can't say, well, you know, that's that's uh, extra seventh in uh, in the U.S., but it's only December 29th in uh, Afghanistan or something. Honestly, we're lucky humans have agreed on what we have because we're already terrible yeah. at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, right. We're, we're the fact that we've all agreed on a seven day a week, three sixty five day a year, twenty four hour clock, like all those things that have been yeah. universally agreed upon by all cultures, countries, and nations, and and corners, is already shockingly cooperative. Mm-hmm. To change that now, you just you can't get everybody on board, dude. I agree. We are right. adaptable. Human beings are adaptable. No question. The Swedes. Drove on the right side of the road for a long time and then suddenly changed to the left in one day. And it was hard and everybody struggled. And I think we talked about it with Wendy once. It was like a big deal. But then it was fine and they all got used to it. So what do you have to do? You have to look at the value. Is it worth the change and all of the hate and mayhem that comes from the change? Well, in the case of the driving thing, I don't remember their motivation was. But there were accidents and problems and issues. But it was worth it. Would this be worth it? I don't know. I don't know. What's the, the benefit is that it's easier to keep track of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas is always on a, I oh, want Christmas on a Monday. I don't like Christmas on a Monday. Yeah. Problems of scale. Um, That's what we're dealing with here. Scale is rough, man. The bigger you get, the harder it is to deal with it. Like for you, sure. You, you know. um, this guy, by the way, it isn't just the calendar this guy wants to change. He also wants to do that universal time, the Swatch Beats thing as oh, well. Oh, Swatch Beats is his thing. Yeah, it's not his thing, but he calls it universal time. So everywhere on a 24-hour scale would be used everywhere on Earth. Here's my favorite thing of his Q&A. Okay, you're going to enjoy this. All right, ready. Here's the question. 
it's just like any fact, you know, you have all these questions and then answers. Of course. I'm sure. And then, and they don't usually it's, they try to be informative and not snarky or, you know, it's not like they're trying to push their dumb opinion down your throat, but here's this one. This is how they finish it. So you are really asking just this. Do I want a very accurate, but very inconvenient calendar? The Gregorian one. Or do I want a more than adequate, adequately accurate, but very convenient calendar, the Henry and Henchy thing? And then yes is the answer. <laughs> Come on. That's like saying you, yeah. let's like go into like a, I don't know, like a, like a website for a product you buy. Let's say tires, winter tires. And you go and, and the Q&A is like, do you want shitty tires on your car or do you want awesome ones like the ones we make? Like, that's not an right. FAQ question. Right now, exactly. Sorry, Nicole, I swore again. Do you want to try and get the entire world to change over to your silly calendar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Q&A. Yeah, Q&A. <laughs> nice Q&A, guys. Nice, nice job. Apparently, this hasn't gone too much places because uh, 2015 was a while ago now. Yeah. And we know why that year was so cool. Oh, there's a pictures of the guy. If you go to the media page, you can see, uh, oh, Henry, see him. Professor Hanky and Professor Henry. Oh my gosh, they're interchangeable. Look at these two. <laughs> look at those guys. Okay, look at this chat. Here you go. Yeah, how many times during that interview on uh, with Fareed Zakari do you think that he uh, accidentally called Doctor Hanky Doctor Henry and Doctor or Professor Henry and Professor Hanky? Yeah, in his head, he's going dark suit Henry, dark suit Henry, dark suit. Henry. He just kept saying it over. Right, there. right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, yeah, apparently those guys. I, you know what I expected? I expected a couple of numbskull like juniors or something. Right, some, right. Some stupid looking, uh, working on my thesis kind of looking pair. But no, these are like old, you know, sturdy old dudes. Maybe so I don't know. Maybe they really believed in their deal. So. Uh, sturdy old dudes. <laughs> this even goes even further. This is kind of funny. So on May of uh, this year, yeah. Steve Hankey, Professor Hankey, uh, wrote an article about uh, could Donald J. Trump become America's Caesar? What does that mean? And, well, because he, this is like kind of a little backhanded way of saying uh, he could if he adopts the the Henry Hankey permanent calendar. <laughs> really? Yes. It's really? Like it hold, it's a whole uh, article about uh, how Trump could become the next Caesar if he does this. Do you think it, like this is a total setup for like Trump doing vanity searches on his name and he finds this article? Oh, here's the way I could be. I could be remembered forever. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Be, uh, look at this, you guys. If I change this calendar, let's do it. <laughs> We're making it happen. China. I could be the next. <laughs> He's saying it could be the next Caesar. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. Then who's <laughs> the next? A lot of people uh, are telling me. A lot of people are telling me that I'm as good as Caesar. Who's the next Brutus? Then that's what I want to know. Who's gonna stab you in the back and have you turn around and go, "You too, Brutus. You too." Is how he'll 51% say. Fifty-one percent of the country, based on the latest polls. <laughs> <laughs> At two blue state. <laughs> At two blue state. Ah, somebody put that in the titles. <laughs> at two blue state is probably our title that's very good <laughs> well brian that was a good one pulled that one right thank out you, of your you. right out of your smart hole whatever that right means. out of my colon yeah uh well anyway well done and thank you for the uh rad email luke we appreciate the content yeah, fascinating <laughs> all right 
Greetings, fair listeners. It's me, Scott Johnson, to take a moment to talk to you about the days when you were always ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like the color blue, blue, B-L-U-E, you know, blue, and then chew.com. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm saying those both wrong, right? Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as some sort of pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is a prescribed online product and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are uh, made right here in the USA. And since Blue Chew appears, or excuse me, prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com and the promo code TMS. Try it for free. They're better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them. That's all well and good, but what matters most is this. Sound to me you've been reading a lot of newspapers printed in Washington, D.C. Let's do the news brought to you by... Current Geek! It's tonight. Uh-huh. What's on the table, Scott? Uh, all right, so we do a, we do this thing where once a month for Current Geek, we do a film festival thing where we look at the 200 best films of all time. Right. And then once a month... Think of it as like... It's almost like film sack, but good, but always good movies. Like that's the, the right, rule exactly. is it's never garbage. It's always like really and this influential. Is the, um, the AFI list, right? Yeah. Well, we combine AFI's list with IMDb's list, and then there's a third okay. list Tom found, and he he figured out a way to sort of interpolate all three, so we have this like perfect, well, not perfect, sure. but the best possible. Let me guess. Copy all three into a spreadsheet, sort by name, delete duplicates. <laughs> Probably. He probably he's our tech guy that's probably what he's doing now that you've said that anyway so we do that but then we also do once a month uh, a throwback to an old show we used to do called autopilot and we do an autopilot where we look at a pilot of a tv show and oftentimes those are very influential so sure. tonight we're talking about the pilot episode which is literally called pilot of the sopranos and uh oh. here's the only downside to doing this with him what will happen is we'll do like, you know, Breaking Bad and we'll watch the pilot and then I'll get hooked again and watch the entire series over again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm feeling that with Sopranos already. I'm like, oh, I want to keep going. Oh, such a good, such a good show. Because it's so good. So anyway, we're doing that tonight. Tom had never seen it. So that'll be an extra fun little twist. He's never watched the Sopranos. He oh, says he really? thinks, yeah, he thinks wow. he gets it now. He's like, I don't know why I missed this. I'm, I'm totally in, I think. And yeah, so we'll see. The Sopranos, Alex, you need, you should watch it. It's freaking great. I mean, it's, you know, it, look, I would ask people this. Do you like uh, Goodfellas? Do you like mob, the mob genre of film, films, that sort of thing? If you like that kind of stuff, that's what this is. But in TV form with a few twists, like what's it like having a family life along with your mob life? And, right. you know, I don't know. They, they and deal. what are those ducks doing in my pool? Yeah, what are the ducks doing that whole episode? I forgot how much of that duck stuff was in that episode. It's crazy. It really is, yeah. It's very, very good. So uh, we're going to do that tonight. That's Current Geek. 
com. Go get subscribed and uh, grab the podcast. We have a good time with that. Tom Merritt and myself, and uh, it's worth checking out. CurrentGeek.com. All right. Here's a good one. I love this. This is a feel-good, okay. happy story. Okay. All right. Because we don't feel good and happy very often, so we're going to do it now. I know. We need to feel some feel some happy. Feel some happy. Five-year-old boy called 911 to order a happy meal. He thought that's how you'd do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cute. Uh, this is in Phoenix, Arizona, in a suburb there. They got a strange 911 call recently at the police station. Five-year-old boy didn't have an emergency. He just wanted to order a Happy Meal from McDonald's. At Mesa Police, a, a excuse me, a Mesa Police officer delivered the food in person to the child, along with some advice about the proper time and use of 911. Uh, Randy Skablin spoke to the dispatcher in a follow-up call to say there wasn't an emergency, and his son Charlie must have just had his cell phone. Uh, that's cute. Old kid named Charlie. Uh, yeah. Officer Randolph Scott Valdez. Why is Scott in quotes? Like a nickname? I guess that's his nickname. He doesn't want to be called Randolph. He's, you know, <laughs> he goes by the name Scott. No one wants to be called Randolph. They either go Randy <laughs> or... Why, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't he go Randy? But yeah. that'd be really funny if his name was Randy Scott Valdez. Yeah, Deluxe. Yeah, Deluxe. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I had four names? Anyway... Um, they arrived later at the family's home uh, for a welfare check. Not bring. They didn't bring a welfare check. It's called a welfare check. Make sure everything's, oh, everything's okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Anyway, uh, he brought the requested Happy Meal. Took time to teach Charlie about when it's right to call the police and even posed for a few photos with the kid, which are in that link. The boy's mother, Kim Skibland, says Valdez handled the situation with love and kindness. Well, I think that's adorable. I love it. That's adorable. Yeah. What do you think the kid's going to do next time he wants a Happy Meal, though? Like, well, obviously. <laughs> it depends on the lesson, right? Did he really sit Charlie down and say, now here's the thing you need to know. That number is very special, and you can only use it when there's a real emergency, and you and you should never use it to order. You know, like, if he was really good right. about that part of it, then I think lesson learned and everything's good. I'm sure the kid did not at all, like, think about his Happy Meal toy at that time when he was getting that lecture mm -hmm. or how yummy his apple dippers were or right. what a great cheeseburger he was eating. Or... <laughs> they still do that apple dipper solving deal. The little, solving the little uh, word search puzzle on the back. Oh, I found Grimace. Yeah. And what toy did you get? I wonder if you got a toy. Right. Did you hear that they're bringing the, uh, the old toys back? No. The uh, no. original Happy Meal toys. Which, I don't know how you call these retro toys, because one of these is clearly a Power Ranger. Um, oh. But starting today... Wait, is this real? I need to see... Yeah, this is real. Okay, hold on. Here you go. Uh, McDonald's is bringing back retro Happy Meal toys. So they've got a Furby. They've got... Uh, oh, when they little... say retro, they're like uh, things that were popular over time, like in different yes. eras then. okay. Oh, yeah, right, because there's a little Tamagotchi... Oh yeah, look at that. There is a rain there is a red ranger in there. There's a platypus uh uh beanie baby. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's it's not necessarily like the original toys. It's like these are the most popular toys over the first thirty years of doing Happy Meals or something. Huh. There's a Bugs Bunny Space Jam. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> Matchbox cars. And they've got really uh <laughs> they've got a what one with the chicken nugget as a cowboy. I kinda remember those. Do you remember the whole Oh, totally remember that because there were the commercials, right? Where mm -hmm. you'd you'd get a glimpse into what life was like in McDonald Land. Yep. There's the Berenstein Bears. It was like a fugitive. The 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 Hamburglar fugitive <laughs> was on the loose, and 
<laughs> the mayor who looked a lot like Grimace was just too fat to catch him and and uh yeah there's Mayor McCheese he's in there yeah oh Mayor McCheese you just want to walk up to behind him and take a bite out of him you know that's right. He wasn't. That's right. He was. Uh, it was a burger. It wasn't. He looked like Chris, uh, Grimace. He looked like a uh, cheeseburger with legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little tiny body with a heat cheeseburger head. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I would. I'm actually kind of interested in going to get some of these. It's in that, is that weird? Is that weird that I would want this? That is a little weird. Yeah. Okay. It does feel a little that weird. It doesn't quite fit with your, your current diet plan. Oh, yeah. The food, food wise. Yeah. Not so much. <clears throat> yeah. But the toys, I kind of want those. They look. Uh, there's no. There's no toy here that I'm saying. Oh, you know, if I were, if I could be guaranteed, I'd get this one. Then I'd be all over it. None of those. How about those? How about this me. one? I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you this. So this is a picture of an apparent. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when they did this, but apparently they did. Apparently they did this. Apparently. If you look at the left there, there are a bunch of like assembled, almost puzzle-like versions of burgers and and hot cakes, <laughs> bat, you know, all that. Oh, tell me that those are like transformer. Uh, mcdonald's food oh see that would be even cooler but for some reason <laughs> those seem like they'd be cool to have on a shelf somewhere it's a nice little crappy americana no because you know what you gotta do you gotta dust that crap and then you gotta and then in like four years you're gonna say why am i saving these you're gonna put them in a box you're gonna think about putting them on ebay but you're not gonna then i'll just give them out on halloween that year you're gonna give them out on halloween yep. exactly you're right brian's right Whenever you get tempted by this stuff, you gotta sit, you gotta step back, and you go, okay, maybe not. Oh, yeah. these are some of these are cool though. These fake little, there's they're fake. <laughs> I like fake well, food. I'm into fake food, and I don't mean the I don't, I, I don't mean this yeah. as a commentary on McDonald's food in general. I just mean like little fake plate with a fake pancake on it and fake looking sure. butter. There's something about that. Was a kid. That's kind of cool. The uh uh. The, the yogurt place that Sotini used to work at TCBY, the country's best yogurt. Oh, yeah. I remember them. And they had uh, the plastic display case right above where they'd assemble your toppings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would have the, the super expensive to make fake food. Oh, yeah. That was up there. <laughs> yeah. And those, and, and then the better, the more realistic, the more it would just blow my mind. I just couldn't believe how cool it yeah. was. And it's yeah. funny because my daughters have the same drive for tiny things like miniaturized versions of things they're gonna go sure. this weekend they they somebody Car taylor or carter found a great big dollhouse for cheap that's like an ancient but just big crazy dollhouse and they're gonna go over there saturday and just start hand making a bunch of furniture for it and weird little tables it's like gonna be their little craft project that's cool yeah. that's totally cool yeah, yeah. it's pretty rad so anyway there you go everybody happy meals catch them uh, well, they're hot. And get yours by calling 911 today. There you go. Uh, all right, let's talk about a Hamilton man. This is in Hamilton, New Zealand. I hear okay. he's not going to miss his shot. No, he won't miss his shot. He'll be fine. He'll miss. He'll hit his shot unless his shot is to take out William Burr. And in that case, <laughs> no, wait, not William Burr. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Burr, Burr is who you're thinking of. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> There'll be no wine before it's time. <laughs> I had to think back to that that commercial with the guy with the peanut butter in his mouth. Burr. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so this guy, this is pretty interesting. This guy um, is trying to, he's desperate to rehome birds after accidentally winning an auction. He paid a dollar fifty. Accidentally did this. A buck fifty, and that gave him 1,000 chickens. 1,000 hens, to be specific. 
Oh, no, no, no roosters. Uh, a man is desperate. He's trying to find these thousand hens a new home because he bought these on auction for a buck fifty. Steve Morrow from Hamilton says he got the urgent sale on Trade Me, which I guess is some service I don't know about, okay. and thought he was bidding for only one bird. He thought he was getting a chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when he won the auction at 11 a.m. on Sunday, he was told by the seller Matthew Blomfeld that he had in fact bought a thousand chickens. The ad read that, uh, or, sorry, read that a small free-range egg farm based in Massey, West Auckland, New Zealand, was closing down and needed to vacate Monday. As a matter of urgency, we need to move approximately 1,000 hens at red. The sale was just <clears throat> was for one 1,000 birds, a mixed age flock of brown shavers and high lines. I, don't, I guess that's a kind of chicken. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, brown shavers. Brown high shavers. Yeah. Mm, I like a good brown shaver. Chickens. Chickens. <laughs> yeah, they have to eat. They're more like ee-ee-ee-ee the way they talk. It's different than right. Australians. That's yep. a little bit different, yep. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing it justice, but it's band meeting. Instead of, yeah. you want to have a band meeting. It's just, right. <laughs> exactly. They're higher pitch. They don't have, they're not as growly. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, it says here, Marl said he thought the highest bidder could take as many birds as they wanted, and the seller would continue to auction the rest of them. Uh, so he put in an auto bid for 20 bucks, thinking that would get him two hens when the auction closed. I thought, this is great. I could take as many birds as I wanted now. But when I spoke to the man, he said it was for all thousand hens. Uh, holy moly, I was stunned. I can tell you that. That is probably how he says it. Yeah. Uh, he said he had read the ad more than three times and admitting uh, the wording or the wording was confusing. Anyway, dude has a thousand hens. If you know where he could go, I have to hide this from Carter because she wants to raise chickens. She's, well, and she's not allowed. It'd be here. pretty expensive for her to go to uh, New Zealand to get chickens. And could you ship them though? Could you do, do I don't think you could. I bet I bet uh I'm going to guess that poultry is one of those things that is very difficult as a pet to to take from one country to another just because of uh uh well, let's look it up. Bird diseases. Pet and stuff. shipping, or sorry, how to ship birds via USPS. Quarantine for like three months or something. UPS. <laughs> it says right here. Um, oh, you can uh, shipping live animals. UPS's website says this. Uh, let's see what they say about birds. Yeah. Shipping live animals, domestic and international. Uh, US, UPS provides services on a limited basis for packages containing some types of live animals. The term animals uh, used herein refers to anything living except plants. Um, let's see. While a list of accepted animals provided herein is exhaustive. Uh, okay. I want to see, though. Endangered animals. They'll do that. Uh, even sure. if it's like a big tiger or something. Uh, service animals. They'll do that. Packaging. Let's see. I'm just skipping down here. Oh. Uh -huh. They'll do live bees. Bees? Bees. Millions of bees. Millions of bees. Brian, they'll totally do bees. <laughs> oh, I love that idea of just a, a, a UPS truck pulling over to the side because the bees got out. Oh, God. You love that idea? Uh, something about it is great. In fact, here's a clip. Bees. Millions of bees. That's, That's a, what it sound like. It's yeah. the guy from... Uh, for you? Oh, no. Ah, the truck is full of bees. That's what the truck sounds like inside. <laughs> yeah, they'll do bees. Uh, here are the, uh, let's see, mollusks, uh, insects, fish, crustaceans, cephalopods, I can't say it, amphibians, reptiles, uh, worms, they'll do worms, all worms, Worm. it says. 
Uh, oh, Worms, Roxanne. They'll do lizards as long as it's chameleons, geckos, iguanas, monitors, and flying dragons. They will not do a bearded dragon because those are uh, there's law, international law against that. Sure. Turtles. Sure. They'll do freshwater turtles, except for the snapping kind. Uh, <laughs> I, like the, I do like their their caveats. Yeah, it's great. Oh, and then oh, prohibit. Okay. Brian, I'm glad we read on. Birds, birds are going to be right here on the prohibited items. It says, right? live animals that are prohibited from being shipped are not accepted for transportation include, but are not limited to, any poisonous, venomous, or threatening animal. Sure. Well, you're not going to take my cat then. My honey badger. Trying to ship my, <laughs> my honey, honey badger. <laughs> take him to the States. Give him a proper education. Um, any threaded, I'm sorry, threatened or endangered species. Any threaded okay. uh, processor. Threaded, sure. Uh, any uh, anacrids or uh, arachnids, <laughs> excuse me. Any arachnids like mites, scorpions, spiders, ticks, those are not allowed. Birds, all it says. No birds. All birds are bad. All right. So there is a domestic, though, uh, the USPS, uh, the United States Postal Service, will do some birds uh, uh, domestically, but nothing international. Brian was 100% right. If she wants those chickens, it's either by boat, because there are boat options. Or you go over there yourself, and then I don't know how you get them home. Right. Maybe you just bring eggs and hatch them here. I don't know what you do. How do we I get- don't know how you do it. Yeah, because... Because we definitely ship chickens, dead chickens around the world. Just how do you... Well, but those can be those can be processed. Yeah, a cat is just... Why are you up here? Seriously. Oh, my gosh, Brian. One of these is obnoxious insects that they won't allow. They've, that's the title. Obnoxious it's insects. Obnoxious insects? Yep. They won't do flies, locusts, mosquitoes, roaches, termites, or weevils. Those are obnoxious. <laughs> I would say gnats are pretty damn obnoxious, too. I would agree. How come yeah. gnats aren't on here? Man. So, yeah. Is that an official designation? Like That's what it says. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm one of the obnoxious insects. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. There's something about them just going all in on how obnoxious they are that it really makes me pleased. But anyway, snakes, all venomous <laughs> and non-venomous snakes are also not allowed. So so wow. it sounds like if you really needed to get like a tiger across the world, you could. No problem. Yeah. UPS, just ship it, right? UPS box. Yeah. Double ta- double-sided, uh, like double the amount of tape, though. Right. And if you're going to do bees, no problem. They just have a requirement for bees. Uh, right. Live bees, food supply. They got uh, issues for how the packaging works, where the ventilation is that sort of stuff but yeah you can just do some bees all right all right well, well there we, you go so keep your birds in new zealand people yeah keep them and don't worry carl will be control. able to find a, a domestic chicken that she can raise yeah i feel like they're not hard to get here does she want to do it for the eggs mm, you know i've never asked her i just assume it's another one of her animal things where she just loves everything yeah. and wants to have everything that are animals she loves it all sure sure so she's remember this is the girl that has her entire life including now she's a young adult she makes me take the spiders outside instead of killing them so yeah yeah not not here <clears throat> yeah she when but she's not once around they get in the house they've broken the they've broken the rule they've broken the agreement that we have like i'll leave you alone outside but once you're inside the house sorry you've broken our agreement yeah and uh yeah, it's like vampires. You didn't let you didn't yeah, you didn't ask me to be in. Therefore, all rules are off. <laughs> didn't invite you, silly boy. You invited me into your house. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? That's funny. You brought that up. Or were we, were we talking about this? They got a series coming that's based on that. We talked about that. Yeah, on the show. Uh, okay. Talked about the Lost Boys series that 
I'm legit excited about the, that. Is that weird to be excited about that? Yeah, I can't remember what the deal was. Wasn't it continuation of the Frog Brothers, basically? Like, it's the Corey Feldman character and his brother. It is? Isn't that what... Uh, that doesn't sound good. On, it guess. sounds bad. That sounds really bad. <laughs> well, it's part of... Unless I'm confusing a bunch of things. I thought it was like going to be a CW, like it's Berlanti. Was Let's it a Berlanti deal? Go. I thought it was a stream deal. I don't know anything anymore. Now, CW, uh, here we go. The Lost Boys series. Uh, yeah, Rob Thomas, who created iZombie and Veronica Mars, is going to be at the CW. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the Lost Boys cast. Medallion Rahimi will oh. play Stella. Yeah. Dakota Shapiro will play David <laughs> but it doesn't say what the uh what the plot oh, here we go here we go the log line for the series ready yeah i'm ready all right welcome to sunny seaside santa carla home to a beautiful boardwalk all the cotton candy you can eat and a secret underworld of vampires not to mention a shirtless dude playing saxophone wow that part okay after the sudden death of their father, two brothers move to Santa Carla with their mother, who hopes to start anew in the town where she grew up. But the brothers find themselves drawn deeper and deeper into the seductive world of Santa Carla's eternally beautiful and youthful undead. Well, basically, that's... Oh, here we go. Uh, the Witching Hour podcast has scooped up an interesting change for the series. The Frog Brothers are set to become the Frog Sisters. They are going to be fighting for truth, justice, in the American way in the TV version. What? Yeah. That's a weird way of putting that. Truth, justice, in the American way. You're fighting vampires. <laughs> I think that they said that in the movie when they were holding up comic books. The Frog Brothers did. Oh, okay. It's a reference. It's a reference. Well, your your uh, description, your basic description, just sounds like the movie plot. It's so the original movie, yeah, yeah, basically. So they're just gonna do that. That sounds like. Yeah. Make it a drawn out thing. Okay. Well, now I'm not excited because I don't like the WBification of things generally. Right. Like, they kind of annoy me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The sister sounds fine. I don't care about that. I just yeah, yeah, that's fine. You need a care. You think Corey Feldman to make a cameo? You think he'll be in oh, there? Of course he will. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Do you think the CGI image of Corey Haim will make an appearance? <laughs> oh, too soon. Too, too soon. Scott. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> they just we found out yesterday they're putting um, James Dean okay, in a movie. How are you liking those maggots, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> James Dean's in a movie. Uh, this coming yes. up. Did you hear about that? It's like some kind yeah. of weird recreation of James Dean. It's weird. They're doing like a, uh, yeah, they're basically doing the whole thing. The, uh, the Bissell vacuum cleanering of, uh, yeah. Uh, Gene Kelly, not Gene Kelly. Who was it? Uh, it was Fred Astaire. Uh, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire yeah. 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 They're to yeah, this, totally. And the family's cool with it. They're like, this sounds great. So I don't know. It's, it's more of a stunt, I think, than. And the guy saying, you know, who would be perfect in this role is James Dean. Well, it's, <laughs> like, no. I mean, I would have said that too, except according to the credits on the thing so far, he's listed as one of the main characters. So they're, they're making him and whoever the other live flesh dude is. They're like the main two actors in the film. Right. Which is nuts to me. Like that's it less is. stunty as it is. Like, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. He's, I, he's I don't. a cop on the edge. He's a CGI character <laughs> <laughs> version of a. Of a human who lived 25 years ago. Yeah. Together. <laughs> when did he die? They're hot and garbage. Watch it on the CW starting in May. James Dean. Not the porn guy. He's There's a different guy. 70, no, 68 is my guess. 68. Let's find out. This is fun trivia. 
Yeah. Uh, More than 25 years nope. ago. Nope. Uh, 1955. Oh, earlier than I thought. Wow, I thought I thought he lived into the 60s. I guess not. I was also, my head was in the 60s, so I'm a little surprised by that. It was on September yeah. 30th, uh, 1955, although if you ask Henry and Jerbis or whatever the names are, it was actually September 28th, and it will always be that. <laughs> um, the extra, extra third. Extra third. <laughs> he, uh, let's see. Oh, no, I don't want to see death photos. What are you doing, Internet? Don't show me these. Oh, of course. Oh, that car got... The photos of the car crash? Man. That car got mangled, dude. It was on the uh, the Hollywood... Uh, oh. Basically, the road that takes you up to the observatory, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what it says here. But why so mangled? I didn't realize he had really wrecked it that bad. I guess I've never seen this. Oh, wow. No kidding. Look at that. I mean, that's Jeez. barely a car. Anymore. Yeah, that is like... That, that looks like it's been uh, parted out. Yeah, that's really something. Well, that dude Jeez. was a, that guy was a good-looking dude there in the day, wasn't he? He was. All right. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. You know, Tiff- he was a rebel with without a cause. Oh yeah, without a, he just needed a cause. Needed Every, a cause. Yeah. If only he had a cause. Yeah, he was. We'd still he'd still be here with us today. No problem with the rebellion. Just needed the cause. <laughs> that's right. Better or worse than Paul Walker? I think this looks like a worse wreck than Paul Walker's wreck. Yeah. Although Paul Walker's wreck was pretty bad. This looks worse. Anyway. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. You know Tiffany Haddish? Yeah. Yes. She's in the news. She's great. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's cool. She's a comedian lady. Does a lot of movies and things. Did the uh, Academy Awards announcements some time ago. Has been up for nominations before, I think, or some other stuff. Anyway, uh, kind of a... Uh, the personal story about her. Tiffany Haddish pooped in her cheating boyfriend's sneakers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very good. Okay. It says here, Tiffany Haddish took no crap from a boyfriend and was unfaithful, so she defecated in his high-end sneakers. This is a Bleacher Report interview posted Monday. Girls tip, trip rather, <laughs> star show, uh, told the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> Serge Ibanka, Ibaka, about the, time, <laughs> about the time she pulled the disgusting deed on a philandering ex. And she tricked him into putting on his prized kicks before he realized oh, what he had even stepped better. into. Yep. See, pooping in the shoes is like, all right, that's good. But then you say, uh, you like you distract him while he's putting his shoes on so he doesn't look inside to, yep. <laughs> to see it. <clears throat> exactly. It says here, he cheated on me on videotape on my birthday, she said without elaborating. I felt uh-huh. like he had pooed on my soul, so I decided to poop in the soles of his shoes, she continued. <laughs> Haddish, 39, previously said she pulled the fecal retribution when she was 21. Uh, she told uh, Ibaka she plotted the prank beforehand, eating a distinctive food because she thought it would ensure her boyfriend would know the poop was human. And, What's uh, the distinctive food that she ate? I don't know, but that this is some hard. This is hard revenge, man. This is real. Yeah. This is the big <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like it's the long con too. Yeah. All right. So on Tuesday, I'm gonna eat a uh, big uh, Eastern Indian curry dinner. Yeah. And uh, then on Thursday. Yep. <laughs> So what do you think? Corn says the chat. <laughs> That's really hard to do. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to guess what she ate. But uh, well done, Tiffany Haddish, with your long con shoe poop. <laughs> Final story. Uh, this sure. is crazy. Little medical twist on this one. Marijuana was found in a man's nose 18 years after he smuggled it into prison. That seems bad. Seems like it's going to go wow. bad. Yeah. 
Packaged marijuana had been retrieved from the nose of a man 18 years after he got into prison in what doctors have described as the first case of its kind. According to a team who reported on the case in the British Medical Journal, the man had received the drugs wrapped in a balloon from his girlfriend who was visiting the prison. He placed the drugs in his right nostril, uh, as opposed to his wrong one. Just kidding. I guess not his left one. <laughs> in order to evade detection from the guards, but was later unable to retrieve them after pushing the package deeper into the cavity. Oh, jeez. Mm, mm, that's a tasty uh, thing to hear. Right into the cavity. His nickname <laughs> in prison was Johnny Blockage. <laughs> hey, it's Johnny Blockage. What's up, Johnny Blockage? <laughs> I'm permanently high, man. Um, <laughs> cell block Ed. Yeah. <laughs> you mean N? No, no, he's in cell block Ed. Yeah, he's in Ed. <laughs> Uh, despite suffering chronic sinus infections and symptoms of nasal obstruction for years following the incident, the man mistakenly believed that he had ingested the drugs, figured it was just gone. Uh, over the next 18 years, the package developed into a rhinolith. Yeah. A rhino, oh. a rhinolith. I never, yeah. never heard that before. Oh. Like monolith, but rhino. A rhinolith. Which was what? No- nose structure, I guess. Uh, they call it a stone that forms around a foreign body in the nasal cavity through the slow decomposition of calcium and magnesium salts. Oh, like a pearl. Like you made a little yeah. a little a little pot pearl in his nose. Yeah, you're like a little nose clam. That's what you got there. <laughs> Noister. <laughs> Noister. <laughs> uh, it says uh, let's see, where is this? Uh, okay. The forty eight year old man was referred to to um, uh, 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 uh Medical department where he did a CT brain scan, basically originally performed for headaches, demonstrating an uh, incidental 19 by 11 millimeter calcified lesion on the right nasal cavity. On questioning, the patient confirmed the long history of un or sorry, unilateral right nasal obstruction and recent cyanasal infections. Well, these guys are getting really into it. The rhinolith was removed from the man's nose under general anesthetic and the subsequent study revealed that it contained, quote, a rubber capsule containing degenerate vegetable plant matter. On follow-up, it was weed! <laughs> it was totally weed. Wow. Yeah. How would you feel about having that up your nose? I was going to smoke some pot, but then I went to jail. <laughs> I was going to totally smoke this pot, but yeah. then I went to jail. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's no now good. Now it's up my nose. <laughs> Boy, I failed. <laughs> Why, hi. <laughs> I smoke I weed every day. Uh-huh. Smoke weed every day. That's not the one I wanted to play. Smoke weed every day. All right, there it is. Boop, 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 boop. That's a really good version of it. Smoke song. weed every day. Smoke weed every day. I could listen to that every day. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there you go. That's our. Uh, those are your top stories of the day. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Wendy will be here. We're going to talk about kindness and how that actually is the right way to change humanity. And we're not just going to blow smoke up your skirt. we got science here. Some science. So uh, stick around for that. Practice That'll be fun. global kindness. There you go. Random acts of said kindness is a good idea. Change the calendar. There you yep. go. Yep. Thank you, Hermes and Ferengi. What are their names? What were their names? Hanky, Hanky Henry. Hanky Henry. Thank you for your fine work. <laughs> All right. Brian, is. Uh, it's time. A song. Will you play one, please? I will happily play uh, music for you. Uh, boy, people who are loving the rock and roll will love this one for sure. This is a band called We Are Interview. 
Uh, they are inspired by Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, 90s grunge. Um, but they are uh, from, they're Swiss, man. They're like, uh, uh, what part of, uh, doesn't say. We'll just say that they're Swiss. How's that? They're Swiss <laughs> misters. Not Swiss misses, but Swiss misters. Okay. Just like seeing where, they don't talk about where they're from. Anyway, uh, the brand new album is called Bloody Mary. This is the title track uh coming out on oh just came out on november 1st so a little less than a week old here's the band we are interview and the song bloody mary
Hey, is your internet feel slow? How about your Wi-Fi? Is your Wi-Fi feeling, feeling old? Does it buffer while streaming? Does connecting to new devices slow it down? Can it handle gaming video calls, large file transfers? Well, that's what happens. What about when you try all that at once? Oh, man. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is. If your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated, you're going to have trouble. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi feels new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering. Eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. If you are ready for the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank Netgear for their support of the show. When you give a dinner party, does it look like it rained in your dining room? The Morning Stream Those two went together perfectly I know they did I didn't really, well, whoops. I didn't really actually plan on that. So I kind of just went, that just kind of went our way. That worked out all right. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, uh, yeah, that was Wind Waker, actually. Nice tomato. Nice, a nice ear. <laughs> I miss Don't that guy. Me. I miss that guy. He <laughs> doesn't do, his channel's defunct. He doesn't do anything anymore. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Bums me out. No, no, no. No, no, no. Is that 18? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Let's play it again. We may as well play it. I call him the 18 yeah. dude. Here he is. No, 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 And all his his whole channel was just him saying, "Here are some themes I like to do," and then he would just he would just sing like that for for all of them. So he'd say, "Oh, here's the Star Trek one," and he would do it. Oh, do you remember the Voyager guy? He quit doing stuff too. Hold on, the, Voyager, the, guy, the guy who put words to the uh, the theme songs. Yeah, so this guy here. Voyager. Ugh. It gets worse. Voyager, please come home. Oh my gosh, dude! It sucks so bad. Captain Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> and Worf and Troy and Riker and Wesley Crusher. Now you think Brian's kidding. That's what he did. He sang no. like that and talked about the cast like that in the TNG one. <laughs> TNG. Hold on. Do I have that? Yes. Jean-Luc Picard, Data Worf and That's Troy, Dr. Crusher, Jordy LaForge. <laughs> Uh, I love it. It's so horrible. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so bad. Oh, all right. <laughs> I wish we need to go back to uh, old TV shows that had uh, instrumental theme songs and, and add lyrics like that. Like, 
All right. like Jerry Seinfeld and George and Carrie Murphy, Lane Newman. Basically, pick up where these guys left off. Let's get, let's bring it back. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm all in. All right. Uh, let's get Wendy in here. Let's do that. See what's up with her. It's been a while. She was in wow. New York. Oh, hi. You were in New York last week. <laughs> I was. Yeah. How how are was you wowing our are you wowing our sing along uh, session? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just heard him say wow. I oh, you just heard him say wow. Yeah, Wendy doesn't listen to any wow. part of the show wow. except this where we're talking to her. This is it. Oh wow. Yeah, because if she did, <laughs> that is wow. She's worried that wow. she may she might implode and have like a brain aneurysm if she heard all the dumb stuff I say. On a regular <laughs> probably basis. probably a safe bet actually. Yeah, fair enough. I always tell people when they're like, oh, I want to hear the show. I'm like, okay, you can only start it at the hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, only I'm only aff- affiliated with the second half of yeah. the show. I'm not responsible for anything that happens. I like it. I it's a here. good standard disclaimer. I understand. Yeah. Well, uh, so New York was nice. You had a nice little trippy trip. It was amazing. Week. Yeah. Um. So we got there on Halloween. So I met uh, three friends from Sweden. Yeah. And one had one is English actually, but she lives in Sweden, and she um had never been the United States before so I'm like all right let's start in New York mm-hmm. and um, the other two had been to DC and the other one had gone to California so they had some sense of things um, but I was the navigator and if you know anything about me you know that the compass that everyone has in their head mine was put in backwards oh so yeah no I'm dude it's a Johnson problem we all suck at this terrible yes. directions people yeah very bad so yeah. it was on me the whole time which was and I think, it's, great, I think it's I think it's nurture. I think it's nurture, not nature, because our sister Misha, who is Korean by birth, came from Korea at age, what, two months, uh, but ex- basically raised here as, you know, as American as you can be. She's terrible at directions. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. There was a night where her and I were out in the dark downtown trying to find our way around me and her in a car. And we got I don't I, I thought we were just dead. That was it. Misha was going to have to eat me or something to survive. Like I was just gonna be dead because we could not get home. We didn't. We couldn't figure it out. So I think it's nurture. It's something mom and dad did. They screwed up. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a, a combo. Because I'll tell you what. By the end of four days, I knew where I was. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I think you can train yourself a little bit. But here's the thing: the, the actual feeling of like, oh, it's this way. That feeling. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, and I am one hundred percent wrong every time. About your which feeling. actually is a great asset if I can just trust that I'm 100% wrong because if I just go the opposite, then I, that's the right way. But it, it's so, it feels so right to turn left up here and I get up there and I turn left and we walk two blocks and then it's like, no, nah, it's the other way. So I, I got used to just defying the feeling and sure. uh, going the other way. Well, but it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. We got there on Halloween, so they got to... Oh, man. What's that like? So, Times Square and all that kind of stuff? Did you do that? Well... We went to this huge parade. They have, it's the world's only maybe, but definitely the biggest nighttime Halloween parade. Mm. And it was weirdly hot. It was like 73 degrees and just oh. humid. Wow. So it was strange. Anyway, and uh, so you we were warm, but the, so we went to the parade. It was so crowded. I don't know if I've ever been around that many people. Wow. And the costumes were just phenomenal. Holy cow, people are creative. So, so that was a blast, and they, it was so fun to see it through their eyes because, of course, you know Halloween, they kind of do it in Sweden, but really, it's just whatever they've seen on TV. So we we drove through some neighborhoods, and these kids were out, and I thought my friends were going to die. It mm. was like the greatest thing they'd ever seen. It was just like 
couple kids trick or treating. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So wait a minute. It's so like funny. in Sweden, what's the Halloween scene in Sweden? I think you remember you telling me they don't really get into it. Like they, they do and they have more and more. And part of it's just the influence of American movies. It, that was fascinating to me. As we'd go around, they'd say, oh, this is from, and they'd just name movie after movie after movie. Oh, really? Movie. The, yeah. I recognize it, sure. Mm. So Central Park, of course, has had three million movies made. So they each had their favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we went to uh, the New York um, Public Library, which is that beautiful. It's such an amazing building. Yeah. But, of course, Ghostbusters was there, you know. Yeah. So we're having Ghostbuster moments quite a bit. And, you know, just their reference points were feeling like it was from their childhood, like things were memories. And I'm like, huh. this is weird. That's pretty cool. But the best- In Sweden, Halloween, basically, like the kids put the the bags over the heads and then a uh, jangly reptile monster uh, vomits candy on top of them. Yeah, right? that's yeah the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sweden. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, actually, they, they they are gory. Like, they've taken it to a, a, a sort of other direction. There's not superheroes and, like, princesses. It's just, like, a, a little more gory. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. But the candy thing here is, I mean, it's something else. Every store <laughs> you could trick or treat. I mean, it was New York City on Halloween is I recommend it if you like crowds. Hey, anyway, a quick, a quick, quick note about because um, Wendy's got a sweet tooth. She always has. Like my whole time knowing Wendy, uh, our entire lives growing up, she was the candy person in the house. Always, just mm-hmm. always eating candy. Uh, she's got like twenty gold teeth to prove it. Anyway, I know, right? Um, uh, they don't do that anymore, but they they look cool. I think you should be proud of those. She got quite the grill. Anyway, so uh, uh, this the, I just wanted to tell you this. This is the first Halloween in my entire lifetime. That I didn't eat candy at all. Oh, wow. none, zero, right? no sugar. I haven't had sugar in three weeks, so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was weird because I kind of thought it was going to be hard. Like the minute I'd see a Milky Way, I'd go, "No, oh, my temptation is so great, I can't help myself." Red, red, rom, rom, rom. But I didn't do it. Sure, I didn't do it. I stuck to my, nice. and, it, and it didn't seem very tempting. I think I got it out of my system. I'm like, that's not that big a deal now. Just sort of like yeah, yeah. You, you would have gone cold turkey the day before Halloween. It would yeah. have been a lot tougher for you. Oh, yeah, lot yeah, tougher. You'd already been kind of on the on the on the road. Yeah. And the truth is, you would eat that Milky Way, and it will it would not be satisfying. It would taste weird right. to you. Like yeah. you have to yeah. maintain your your candy addiction for it to uh, still taste good. So. Well, I, I, then I feel good about the choice uh, and whether or not it makes a difference. We'll see. Um, all right, uh, everybody. It's my sister Wendy, and if you didn't know, she's an actual therapist. She doesn't just come on here because we're having like family time. She like helps people all the time with real stuff, and we come on the show on Thursdays, do Therapy Thursday as we have since 2011, and uh, help people with other problems, talk about topics of interest, that sort of thing. And today, it's about a topic specifically. The word that uh, came up to me when you texted me yesterday was something to do with kindness. Uh, so I'll just start. Yeah, you, lay you, into you it to give to it. Going. Yeah, I don't have to give you any intro for this. Just tell us all right. about kindness. Tell us about kindness. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you a question to start with. Okay. When you think of someone in public life who is very kind, mm-hmm. who would you think? Who would you describe as a kind person? Someone, like someone in public Tom life, Hanks. Tom. Hanks. You mean like celebrity? Yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks somebody person. that everybody knows. You can, I mean, you can say your neighbor, but all of us don't know your neighbor. But like, sure. who would we all kind of know that you? Uh, would- Danny Trejo. I know it's a weird one to say, but he's very apparently in real life, it's extremely kind-hearted man who is always helping people. He helps pull somebody out of a wreck a couple of months ago that happened in Los Angeles. Apparently, he's just like the sweetest, nicest dude. So there's an example. Okay. Okay. Uh, and 
Mr. Rogers, uh, oh, R.I.P. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, by all accounts, Keanu Reeves is a really nice guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we have a few. Okay. Yeah. So as you just talked about those people, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw Ellen DeGeneres in there. I think she's okay. also very yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. Zoe brings bacon through her name out there as well. Oh, yeah. In the chat room. There it is. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so think about all those people. And how do you feel when you think of them? And 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 notably, we have a, like a reaction to like, oh, it's a famous person who's kind. There, it's like an extra, right? Like, whoa, <laughs> right. is that possible? Because yeah. mm-hmm. when we hear about someone who's just a to- total diva or you know terrible person, we just kind of are like, yeah, or we almost expect it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about someone who's famous and kind, it's it seems like, whoa, how's that possible? Okay, so when when we say those names, how what do you feel? What happens internally for you when you think about? So somebody says Keanu Reeves, I go. My first thought with that name is, um, man, I love those John Wick movies. Or uh, he's he's so cool, man. What's he doing now? Because I'd see more stuff with him in it. And I and and part of that is me thinking about the nice guy side of it. Like everybody, everybody seems to love Keanu Reeves. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I think of. And I just think oh, he, that see, guy's cool is what I think. It's kind of a a warm feeling. I'm trying to get you to actually speak of a feeling, not a thought. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yes, they give me they give me a, uh, Tom Hanks gives me a warm feeling. A warm? It's, uh, yeah, it's like okay. if I had no like continence and like I peed myself. Feeling. Yeah, like right. pee, like warm pee going down my leg. That's how I feel about Tom okay. Hanks. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Um, and so people in the chat room, how do you feel when you think about one of these people? And and this can be people in your own life. It doesn't have to be a famous person. But there is something about a famous person I think we we expect them not to be, right? Yeah. A um, lot of them are still maybe, arguing whether Ellen is uh, kind or not. Someone, someone says Oprah Winfrey is way more kind than Ellen. <laughs> okay, we're not going uh, <laughs> to. I don't know. I just think she's probably kind. And now the reason I'm bringing her up is because the article I read about actually mentions her. Um, and so that's why she's on my mind. I'm not, I don't like watching. Right. You're just, or, these are just names and we're, they're examples. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I, I mean, I think she's done some pretty amazing stuff, um, in her life and kindness seems to be kind of part of her jam. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the other one that I think of. Tom Hanks is a good one. I, of course, Mr. Rogers, the perfection yeah. of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, living embodiment but, of kindness. Right. Okay. So take the experience recently of Ellen DeGeneres at a, um, Cal- Cowboys game, and she's sitting next to George W. Bush. Oh yeah, right. Uh huh. Ch- chatting, and the world goes crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so people all are freaking out, like, "How dare you talk to him? He's the one that started the war." And blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, so they kind of go off and yeah. criticize her, and I don't know. Maybe <laughs> people were criticizing him for talking to her. I have no idea. Um, and well, then and mostly, you know, it's almost entirely the her talking to him. As people are mad about is the problem. Okay, so what she does on her show is she defends their friendship, mm-hmm. um, and she says, "When I say be kind to one another, which I think she ends every show that way or something. Um, when I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone." Mm. So that was kind of the beginning of this article. It's in the Washington Post about kindness and. It's not just like, yay, be kind. It's related to this concept of actually effectiveness. Mm. So I think sometimes when we think of, okay, all right, now answer this question. Who do you think of as a very effective uh, 
leader, maybe very successful, and kindness is not a word you would use to describe them. Um, I mean, we're going <laughs> to avoid effective, the we're, effective leader. Yeah, because uh, I because uh, let's talk. I'm gonna I want to talk about ones that are maybe actually successful. So we're going to avoid Cheeto. Okay, for now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm going to say I wouldn't say he's an effective leader. I no. wouldn't either, and I also don't think he's that. I think that success is a lot of smokescreen. So here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Steve Jobs was not known for his kindness. Um, he, he was, he had his charitable moments, but they, they were often overshadowed by his like stern sort of, you know, if you, if you don't do this, you're fired. You're, you know, he did, he wasn't, that was not a thing you would say about him. You wouldn't really say it even about, uh, people like Bill Gates. Uh, I think a lot of that's changed for him, but when he was in the mix at, at Microsoft and going after throats in the tech world, he was a. Who wasn't the who wasn't known for his kindness? So 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 there you go. Let's, let's say Steve Jobs. He's an example of someone I, I totally admire, but and is very was very successful, obviously, but and doesn't very effective. And very for kind. Yeah, kindness. very effective. Yeah. Right. That's to answer your question. He was very effective, but not he did not have that sense of kindness that I feel for. Like I think Tim Cook, by the way, is a, is a very kind soul. That guy yeah. seems like a nice, kind person. But I'm not sure Tim Cook could have started Apple. Right. I'm not sure Tim Cook could have returned to Apple and turned it around. I'm not sure Tim Cook should, could have been the guy that that made that all work. But Tim Cook's the perfect kind soul to sort of be there now that Steve Jobs is gone to maintain things, if that makes any sense. Right. As right. an example, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, good example. Okay, so, and, and then how how one defines success matters too in that equation, right? Like, is success having all the money and... Getting well, people to do what you best. want without having them hate you is a successful thing. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Okay, so I was just interested in this because I've had a number of clients and friends recently bring this topic up to me of how they feel so much pressure to not be kind, and that's not even the right word, but not do what they would normally do that's consistent with their personality that is a kind act because um, they're afraid they're not going to be seen as successful or that no one will listen to them, et cetera, et cetera. So I just kind of went down a rabbit hole of research a little bit of like, what what is the kindness research actually showing us? Because of course, there's people studying kindness, right? Um, And then as related to their job or various things. So maybe both of you can, you know, be thinking of, experiences you've had in the workplace where kindness either you showing someone kindness or someone showing you kindness how it affected you in relationship to like the success of the overall place i mean i think of the places i've ever worked where it's toxic mm-hmm. kindness is not there <laughs> it's not in a toxic work environment right? Right, right um anyway and so there's this big big study that uh was done in 2015 georgetown and some a french um school about workplace kindness mm-hmm. essentially yeah and what they found is that um the sort of this idea that if you're too nice you're not going to be effective is actually really false um so those who practice kindness came out ahead in all three categories of performance let's see percept what was it um oh okay so the first question was sorry being nice may bring you friends but does it help or harm in your career mm. and they went through you know how do you do as uh, you're a leader or your job performance? Um, are people seeking you out for advice? Where are you in your influentialness based on kindness? And what they've, they've found is that 
people who are practicing kindness come ahead in all the categories. Mm. More people come to talk to them. They're, they have better work outcomes. They're seen more as a leader. Their job performance they get out of their people is better. So when the um, opposite happens, are we to see that as fleeting or temporary or an outlier? Like, how do you how do you reconcile that when you when, you know, somebody who's really, truly dastardly becomes a CEO or somebody? Uh, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like those things don't have lasting power. And that's maybe the difference right. here. It's like, uh, right. yeah. So even in a short term sort of setting of like, are you more likely to go talk to your boss because they're kind? versus overall, how does the company do long-term? Is this sustainable type of thing is, has, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's what they're showing. It's that it does both. Mm. And so maybe someone who's awful can get a lot of stuff done. Um, but there, maybe there's other factors that keep things happening. They don't retain people or yeah. 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 And, or people below them do that thing. Yeah. The, the kindness oh, right. or the, yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, I have people, I have people, I've hired people to be kind. Yeah, I yeah you're my kind. Yeah, whatever. Just be kind. Right? Sure. Um, and and okay. So take your own experiences <laughs> as employees or employers or whatever you've done in your life, and how has this impacted your experience? Well, if okay, so I have an answer to this. Um, my experience has been in this very odd sort of subgenre, strange industry that Brian and I inhabit. Yeah. That kindness is is actually key. So so here so this is actually a really good example of uh for us because what what will happen both in podcasting and streaming and YouTube stuff like that. A lot of times the most negative, loudest, disruptive voice will have skyrocketing success like immediately, like overnight kind of viral success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then things go bad. There, right. uh, that toxicity just sort of bites them in, in their own butt, and things get get bad. Now they may still retain a large audience who feed off of that negativity, and that may still mean dollars for them. But they're not happy, and you can tell, and they'll say as right. much. A lot of them, um, but there are examples of people who uh, who do that, who have some overnight success, who are pretty level-headed about it. Um, Ninja is a good example. You don't know who that is probably, but your sons will. Um, and he's an example of somebody who seems like he's got it pretty well together despite being the most popular streamer on the planet. So it can be done with that overnight type success, but more often than not, the non-outlier version is slow and steady wins the race. And yeah. over time, relationships that you establish uh, and that those relationships have... Um, on the periphery, you know, kindness, thoughtfulness, uh, just sort of a general care for what's happening and for the person involved, whatever it may be, uh, within and without the community. I feel like those things, they may not lead to overnight millions, but they do lead to a steady rising road and a consistent kind of success that's, that's a happier kind. And that you don't have to make weird exceptions in your in your moral choices to make happen. Like you can just make it work. So I feel like that's how we do it around here. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's, it's with, a case of you get the audience you deserve, right? If you're right, kind, you right. attract a kinder audience. Right. You absolutely uh, do. Unfortunately, they're not the kind of overnight ones that put you on the top 
right. YouTuber but you list. also can maintain for a lot longer because right. you, you don't burn out like it. Like you, you know, the firework is a great example. Uh, everybody sees it, uh, but it's over in a flash. Whereas right. the slow, steady. Right, and there's no, and there's no path. There's no path from 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 angry mob mentality to sustained in my opinion sustained sort of happiness i just don't think you can find it but i have found over time that i'm at my happiest when my relationships are honest and good and sharing and forthright and you know equal uh and and there's doesn't mean there haven't been potholes here and there there certainly have in fact this last year was full of them but but they were they were also if anything they were examples of how the the slow and steady and the adherence to that sort of wins out in the end at least for me emotionally so i'm i'm a huge believer in that but i'm sure that the and Sidian says in the chat he says this assumes that the path to happiness is universal and that and it, it is that that is a dangerous thing to assume that you know the path is identical for everyone and we're all supposed to be on the exact same path all the time and i don't think that's true at all um but that one in particular for me hasn't meant global success but what it's meant is a kind of success and mm-hmm. and a and a and happiness and and not having my family all torn to pieces and you know all the things that sometimes can come with with that sort of thing i've been able to avoid that be, partly because i don't i don't roll that you know i don't roll that way i'm trying to make this not about me it's hard because it's my <laughs> sure, experience but sure. But you know what I'm saying, like that. And Brian, just you know, tell me if you disagree with any of this. But I feel like I feels like that's the that's the path that that has made the most sense for us. And and if oh, if we sure. are to analyze that, it's it's got its points of kindness and light and and sharing. And oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Or hey, what can we do for you on the show? Or you know, there's just a lot right. of that going on, which I feel, I feel like is good. One hundred percent. No, I mean, basically, you know, a measure, one of our measures of success is can we wrap up what we do for the day and feel like we've done something good, like we've made the world a better place when we're done? Not necessarily the uh, was I able to get other people to do what I want and not hate me for it. (laughs) But, you know, can I can I close my eyes on my pillow and not say, wow, I sure was a dick today, but I'm going to be a dick tomorrow. But that's all right, because the money keeps coming in. Yeah. I just don't know how you do that. That would be really miserable. That feeling. Yeah, I couldn't. And I know yeah, there are, exactly. there are people who do it and do right. it really well. Right. And they take advantage of an not- audience that loves that. I just, I just, it sound to me that would be mis. I would be every day. I'd go like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And if it's just yeah. for the money, it's not worth it. Well, and I think you know everyone's at different stages of their life and have different motivations at different times. Um, and and ultimately, this isn't the road to happiness. This is a behavior that you have when you are looking in the eyes of another human, right? Mm-hmm. Or sending an email to another human, right? Like right. that that kindness. And I think, I mean, ultimately this is Mr. Rogers, right? It's to see people as people and respect them and, you know, show that in an action. And you can argue anybody's road to success or happiness, um, you know, can be lined with lots of different things. But I would argue that kindness has, it's like a superpower that is pretty untapped. And I think maybe one of the reasons to focus on this is, you know, I, I go to New York, I'm taking Swedes who, they live in a country where like people don't talk to each other, right? Like it is very introverted and 
you don't get in someone's space and you would not just say hello to a stranger ever. You'd be a weirdo. And we, we get into New York and I am not kidding. I, I, it's like New York got a memo that said, Oh, some Swedes are coming. Let's show them how cool we are. But I endlessly, <laughs> endlessly people would overhear us talking about where we were going and they knew we were going the wrong way. <laughs> so they would come over and say, Oh, sorry to eavesdrop, but you're, talking about taking this train that's going to take you 30 extra minutes just take this one walk us to the train oh. um and this happened over and over and over to the point where every single time these friends of mine are like is this normal i'm like yeah this is how new york this is, is the new york we saw in all those movies <laughs> it was amazing and and then we had just over and over people just kind and helpful and just lovely it was a lovely lovely time and then we we flew out of um, Newark. And so we get to New Jersey and the TSA agents were screaming at us. Like it was <laughs> the exact opposite. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I guess yeah, in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to like break the stereotype. And we talked a little bit about it. Like they thought it would be one thing, but instead they're having like this part of them just going, you know, and, and we went to the nine 11 stuff and uh, we stayed on the New Jersey side, just across the water. And there, there's a monument. We talked about these people in the village of village. It's not a village. The city of Weehawken, who took 60,000 people over the water and took care of them when 9-11 happened. And just like this thing they just love about America mm -hmm. and feels really powerful. And I'm like, in, in the end, we need an emergency sometimes for that to happen. But like mm -hmm. at, at our core, I think all people are pretty kind. Um, and so anyway, so I, it's just been sort of on my mind. And so I thought, I'm going to look at the research of like, is the myth, because I think it's a myth that you can't be no, you know, no rest for the nice or the weary or whatever. No, right. you know, no kind deed goes unpunished or, That's you know, we one. have, yes. <laughs> we have a lot of sayings like that. And mm. um, anyway, so I just wanted to look at the data and there, there's a fun, um, website everyone can go to it's called kindness.org and they do all sorts of fun things they have a lab it's all like the science of kindness mm -hmm. um and one of the stats is just how much money in lost protect productivity happens every year from just disengaged employees so 483 billion dollars is the estimate um for lost productivity for you know employers are just not engaged and then they look at how do you engage an employer and you know all of these studies are showing they just need to feel a little bit cared for, a little bit nicer. And I think, you know, this maybe comes in waves in society, but this is a this is a higher order sort of quality. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it happens naturally for some people. Some people are very kind. And I think sometimes they feel pretty vulnerable. Very kind-hearted people can get hurt um, mm -hmm. because, you know, the world's not such a kind Sometimes place. you don't get but, reciprocated or sometimes sometimes your kindness uh, is rebuffed in a way that feels like, well, then what am I even, why am I trying to help? You know, you can get right. a bad, you can get an attitude about that stuff if, if you let that sort of thing get to you. But you know, like uh, there's a, here's a good example. Kim, my wife, one of the kindest people I know, she'll do anything for anyone. And I've seen her do it time and time again. She'll get teary eyed about hearing about something she barely knows that needs help. And she'll take freaking a four course dinner over there. She's just <laughs> that way. But on the other hand, she's a road rager, dude. You get her in a, <laughs> you get her in the car and she's just like, oh, that guy, that guy. Oh, what is that woman doing? I can't believe they cut. You know, like she gets so angry at people and she'll honk and she'll just be like just pissed. 
Well, you know what, and, though? It's two sides to the same coin, right? Because isn't right. she basically to that road rager saying, you're not being as considerate as I would be in your situation. Like, you know, instead of yeah. letting somebody slide over into your lane, you jam on the gas to, like, cut them off. Yeah. You know, why can't you be kind? Yeah, I think it's, it's totally I think that's that. part of it. But I also think part of it is just she she Same makes it she's up. making an assumption that everybody's trying to screw her drive over you know what i mean like they're all she, she's just sure she's <laughs> got to figure it out it's a lot more primal than, than i'm making it sound <laughs> yeah yeah i think it is and so sometimes i have to just say to her i'm like honey you know what's true if we all got out of the car right now and you found out that lady's upset because her husband left her you would be uh you'd have a new best friend you'd take her shopping you'd go um take uh, say hey can i watch your kids for the weekend you can get away with your girlfriends and you would do all that for this lady you're mad at right now. Yeah. But and she's like, and she's like, I know, I know. <laughs> she's know. late to her Botox appointment. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's probably, I mean, I'm that's the thing is you just housewives never... of Beverly Hills is on in half an hour and I got to get home to watch it. Yeah. It's, I guess what I'm saying is it's, you just never know yeah. what anybody's feeling or doing. And, and it's pretty easy in our, media frenzy uh time to just read everything and it's all just everyone mad at everyone and everything's negative and people are you know this ellen thing is interesting because there are people who look at it and go he's responsible for starting a war that has ended the lives of ten thousand iraqis and many of whom are innocents and blah 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 may actually that that's that's probably true i mean you know he made the call and you could also have others on the other flip side saying, ah, whatever, he's part of a big giant, uh, you know, military industrial machine. It just, they just, it is what it is. It's, he's not the, you know, he's just an individual. And, he, and then you could, and you could look at that and say, oh, that's kind of also true. At the end of the day, and this isn't, I'm not trying to be all pro Ellen here, but at the end of the day, she's saying, yeah, maybe he is. Maybe that is true that, you know, that war maybe could have been avoided if, we had no trumped up evidence and I hate using the word even when it's used, by the <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. but, but there's still, there's still no matter what an opportunity for kindness. And some people say it doesn't matter. It's not good enough. There's it's unforgivable. And I, and I guess, I guess I side with the idea that you can always find some way. Like, I'm not saying I want to take Hitler for tea or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm saying, you know, if uh, a better example would be, you know, just this assumption that people are in prison because they did a terrible thing and now they're out and they should be treated differently because of that. Or maybe some of them really do want to be fined restitution. Maybe somebody really, I guess the, the, the kindness isn't costing you anything. So just be kind, be nice. Well, and, and it's, it's not that it's, it's not costing you anything. It's actually giving you something. Mm-hmm. So what's really cool about the research on just acts of service or doing, you know, especially random stuff, right? Like, so they'll follow people around, they've scanned brains while people are thinking about giving. I mean, we've got some good evidence of what what happens to us. And I just, from my own experience, I know exactly what happens to me. I get a shot of all the right chemicals when I help someone or, and here's the cool part, it extends to just watching someone help someone. Yeah. So three people benefit, the helper, the person being helped and then the person observing. Mm-hmm. So there is a chemical response and it's and if you want to just get all biology about it, it's a survival response of I'm safe, we're okay, we're working together, we're going to live, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz we can gather food together and we can fight the lions together and we can find shelter together. So it has this very very deep rooted biological 
function. And it does make us feel better. We have a better sense of things. So if you spend your week looking at news that's all good, like kind acts among various people, like I just read an article about a 10-year-old who is in Salt Lake City who is horrified that there are homeless and he has started an organization where he goes to lunch with the homeless guy and his parents and finds out what they need and who they are. I mean, it's like, who is this kid, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. what he's doing, I mean, I just read about it and I feel like the world's a better place. Like I get a, a dopamine hit because a kid's doing something good is really an interesting biological response, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so finding like, and the reason I'm even talking about this is, you know, these people have talked about this in my life recently about how their jobs seem to have this, there's a conundrum there, right? Mm -hmm. Of the person who keeps rising up the ranks isn't very kind. Mm. Um, and they are not, these people I'm talking to are naturally really kind. And they say things like, should I just be like other people? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm just like going down the rabbit hole of look at the evidence against not being a jerk. Look at the evidence for kindness. Um, so there's a couple other things that are interesting. If you want to take a survey about your thoughts on kindness and add it to a, a growing bank, it's a Sesame Street survey. It's so cute. It's kindness.sesamestreet.org. And you can take the quiz or you can read the results. And the results are interesting because you have teachers and parents responding. Um, so you don't have to be either of those. You should probably be one of those to keep it clean data here. But um, so, for example, the question is, is the world an unkind place for children? Mm -hmm. And parents say, I 70% are worried that it's un unkind for children. 29 say they don't worry about it. Teachers say 86% of them are worried. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, teachers have maybe a different view. Have, <laughs> yeah, they see have. they don't see their own kids; they see everybody's kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're pretty equally matched on a lot of things. Like, is kindness more essential for future success more than good grades? And seventy-eight percent of parents think it's more important to be kind. Seventy-three percent of teachers. Um, and then let's see, teachers can think parents can do more to teach kindness, sure. and they're like a little bit. It's you know, so it's some interesting stats on different things and you could do that and be um, fun. But there's this one thing I, now let's narrow it down to you as an individual. Um, and we can wrap this up here. So right. Maybe it's not something that's happening in your workplace. You know, this doesn't feel like a deal to you. Um, but I can guarantee if you pay attention to, it, it's kind of like hacking happiness science, mm. right? Like putting yourself in a place or a position or open-mindedness to act at, in a kind way or respond in a generous way or let something go when maybe normally you wouldn't. There are, there are mental health benefits to this that are just untapped. So take a person who spends their life sort of in their car, in their cubicle, in their playing on their screen devices, like they're in very narrow, maybe not interacting with other people and having some of these good experiences. We could measure them, we could scan their brain, we could do chemical tests on what's their blood doing, what's, you know, all of the neurotransmitter levels and see how they're doing with that kind of interaction or lack of interaction. Then we take someone who's having, you know, they're isolated, but they're also having negative experiences when they are on the road, maybe Kim's road rage kind of situation. Sure. Um, or they're kind of seeing the world as a crappy place because they, that's what they're chemically experiencing in their isolation. Mm. And then you take someone who is just chit-chatting 
as you walk through the store door into a grocery store and there's a smile and like basic, small, small, small stuff. Mm -hmm. What we find is that they have much better, and this has to be, it's kind of like a, a tire deflating slowly. It has to be pumped up regularly. It can't just, you get one shot of helping one person and now you're good for a year. Mm -hmm. um, but these like little tiny things all the time increase people's wellness, um, mental health overall. So think about what the trend of things are. It's to actually stay more into your bubbles, right? Like order my groceries. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Don't ever have to open a door for someone because it right. all comes deliver, to me. Mm -hmm. Deliver my Burger King right to my doorstep. Yeah. Exactly. So my yeah. interaction is with the one person. Hopefully you're being positive, but you, you're, we're actually depleting some of these options. And we're, I'm using the word kindness, but it's even just, it doesn't even have to be kind in the, like a traditional sense of that word. Like you're helping someone. It can just be that you're interacting with somebody else. Um, so anyway, here's a little test for everyone to try. Um there's an, a happiness researcher named Sean Aker. I want to say Anker. There's no N, Aker. Um, did a ton of research on random acts of kindness. And what he had people do was for two minutes a day for 21 days um, to do an act of kindness in two minutes a day. Um, three weeks straight and see what happens. And what they have found is that you can actually retrain your brain to be more positive. Mm. So... Um, which, okay, if your brain's more positive, think of all the benefits, right? You can be more creative, intelligent, productive. There's all these benefits that come when your brain isn't, think of it as like closing in to protect its resources. We literally get tunnel vision. Like that's what mm -hmm. happens. Um, versus probably medical benefits too, like oh, probably don't get heart attacks and blood pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. You breathe deeper. You're, you become yeah. a better driver, right? Kim Johnson. Yeah, For yep. sure, Kim Johnson. Carter's listening too. She knows how bad mom is in the car. We're going to, we're going to work on it. It's good. Right. Yep. You should have Kim for two minutes for 21 days. Be kind while she's in the car. <laughs> that means let people in, excuse their bad behavior. I don't know what you'd have to come up with some stuff. Right. Um, but essentially what this guy's research has led to is like being able to see how um, these folks actually do better in their jobs um, uh, and follows them over time has found that, you know, essentially the productivity, the well-being, the money-making capacity, the profitability, all that stuff increases with these groups of people who have done this stuff. So mm. if anyone feels like they want to do a little fun part of a study try two minutes of serving somebody for 21 days i mean at, at random right mm -hmm. you can plan some of it of course but that's holding a door that's excusing someone's failing you know mm -hmm. letting someone in kim or <laughs> you know whatever it might be might be Forgiving fun them for fun cutting you off yeah yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you for cutting me off i appreciate it I mean, part part of it is uh, says I had an experience that it, that this reminds me of not too recently, uh, but a little while ago, maybe a month ago, I was walking the dog around the lake, and whenever there are people passing, I always say hi, always, just the way you, mm -hmm. you do it. It's just built yep. into me to do it. So it's like hi, how's it going, or you know, hello, or good morning, or whatever. Guy walks by, and I say good morning, and he goes mm, like that, and kept walking, just made a grunt. Yeah. yeah. And my brain said it was like option A and option B appeared before me. <laughs> option a like, like a uh like a choose your own adventure video yeah, game kind yeah. of thing yeah, yeah. option a option a was to go oh well, you'd be a jackass and we we're gonna say hello to you that was option a 
not say it out loud, but just have this feeling of resentment for this guy, you know, turning down my act of greeting. Right. Sure. Sure. And then B was just say, well, he's probably having a bad day. It's okay. I still should have said hi. It's okay. I'll just keep moving on. And it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think I no, kind of ended up with a combo. I think I pushed both buttons at the same time. You know, that, uh, that's the, the thing with the bike riding. Like I, I pass people always say on your left. And then as I'm passing, I'll say, thank you. If they slide over to the right and then people coming towards me, I'll always either give them a nod or I'll say hi. If, if, you know, uh, sure. if I think they'll hear me and it always just ticks me off when somebody doesn't even give me some sort of response, like, Oh, no problem. Have a good day. You know, hi back or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, jerk. Like all it took, yeah. all it would take for you just to make a little exhalation of air and form your <laughs> tongue and your lips into the word hi back. That's all it would take. Not any effort. Yeah. But yeah, fact, I think you could even have your tongue cut out and say hi. I think you just say your tongue could be gone. Arr, yeah. Go, Why not? Anyway. <laughs> Maybe well, that was, and- that's what that guy the noise the guy made though was uh, maybe that maybe he had his tongue cut out well so you never know this is the point you don't know his story well and also like that that like what what you guys are describing is this the the connection gets broken like one bit of little friendliness gets responded with something i mean that requires the like the mental task of like choosing positivity anyway but it tells you something right there the power that guy has to get you to think he's a jerk by making a grunting sound like that's pretty impressive versus uh, you know maybe we can think about that but the power is exactly equal if not greater when you say hello back and there's just some friendliness but none of us are really aware of this because it's small right right and it's this slow build up and i think that's kind of the idea of, of these studies of like this needs to be a practice for this to be a benefit. So to go to your job today and just suddenly be kind to everyone if you've been a jerk all this time is going to throw a few people off. And then if you can't maintain it, it's going to look real stupid. Right? Yeah. So maybe maybe start small. Um, and and for me, it's a little bit of this, like just trying to encourage kind people to keep being kind, right? Like we don't need less kindness. We need more. And and I think sometimes people can feel pretty alone in, it just feels so negative. Yeah. Um, so if you are looking around your life and going, why is everything crappy? And you can ask yourself, you know, this person, what are other people doing that are making my life crappy? And if you can make a list of 20 things, then it's probably time to take a step back and say, okay, how am I actually perceiving the world that is adding to the crappy? Mm-hmm. And there, this isn't just like power, positive thinking. This is literally brain chemistry by interacting in a different way with the world you will have benefits that come back to you mm-hmm. um and so it was it was really fun to see swedes who are definitely deprived of the hey hey how's it going <laughs> brain situation because nobody does that to have new yorker after new yorker be pleasant say hello asked if we could help um offer you know thank you so many oh sorry if you bump into somebody like that is not a thing they are used to it was so interesting to watch mm-hmm. and it made me proud to be new york for new york that. has like a refu- <laughs> i mean there's this old stereotype of new york which is that everybody's rude and short and you know brief and whatever but it's not true <laughs> i mean i don't think it ever was it may have been i don't know maybe in the 70s when it was being forced down our throat that new york was a hellscape maybe then it was i don't know but um yeah I, i've I've never not known everyone I've ever interacted with that's from that town lives there 
again, it's from our chat room and from our tribe, so maybe it doesn't count, but they've never been anything but wonderful, kind human beings. Well, and so. think about it. They have to share their city with the most annoying subgroup of people, which are tourists, mm-hmm. like constantly having to share mm-hmm. their space with people who are annoying, mm-hmm. you know, and bless them. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. So yay, New York, New Jersey, you got some work to do. Yeah, get on it. Well, this is good stuff. I'm taking this quiz uh, periodically as we've been talking here, and I'm I'm to question five. Which of these things do we agree with more? I often worry that the world is an unkind place for my child, or I rarely wor- worry that the world is an unkind place for my child. I do worry about that, so I'm going to take the top one. And 70% of parents agree. I don't know what that yeah. means, but, you know, that's, we're all yeah. a little worried about how the world's going to treat our kids. And now that mine are entering the world in a very real uh, way, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. scary. Anyway, uh, this is good stuff. Go take this quiz because it's fun to look at Muppets on every page as well. That's a, a side note uh, for, <laughs> for, for pro. I'm pro Sesame Street quiz. All right. Uh, Wendy, uh, as always, by the way, I don't know if you've Googled yourself lately because you don't seem like oh, the type no. that would. But if you look up Wendy Dunford, you're it. There's nothing else. There's no like a million other Scott Johnsons to contend with. It's when it's therapy Google Thursdays. Page with one result on it is what you're saying. No, I'm saying it's like every result is something with Wendy with that with actually you and not some other Wendy Dunford, and that's nice. just rare. So why, why are there so many pictures of me? Uh, if you go, yeah, if you go to images, there's a ton of pictures of you, and uh, not a ton. There's probably what was that like five? Ah! <laughs> this is not what you're supposed to tell me. I there, should not do this. There's only like five of you here. It's not too bad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, look, you have, you know, you've made an impact and now people can find you. I guess what I'm saying is the reason I brought that up is if people are like, Hey, I want to get a hold of Wendy or look at the site or do other stuff on Twitter or whatever. All that stuff comes up in Google. If you just go search for it. So today on therapy Thursday, Scott makes <laughs> his sister require therapy for, <laughs> for doing a search of her name on the internet. Who gives therapy to the therapists? That's right. Anyway. Why is my brother-in-law on here? This is freaking me out. I don't I know. I quit the internet. Welcome Goodbye. to the internet. Welcome to the internet. We're all out there. It's all happening. It's public. Uh, Wendy Dunford, uh, always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you soon. Are we, you're not coming here for the holidays, right? Or What's happening? Not Thanksgiving. Not no. Thanksgiving. I, I don't know what we're doing, but no, not Thanksgiving. Right. What are you guys doing? Uh, eating and staying Get here. me a, get a wishbone. Let's, let's do it. Oh yeah, no, I will. After that last freaking decrepit piece of garbage one I kept for two years just completely <laughs> failed me. Yes, we're going to get a real one this year. And I don't you worry. We'll do it over. I mean, you, we can do another proxy if you want. You could have like Carter or somebody be your hand and then I'll. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'll teach her my ways before yeah. she does it. Her che- your cheating ways? Is that what you're saying? No, oh, my ways. Your ways are the best ways. Extra ways. Wendy Dunford, mm-hmm. everybody. Take it easy. We'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Benjamin, you do not get Scott Peterson when you Google me. You better not. <laughs> The guy's still in prison. Famed murderer Scott Peterson. Wait, is he in prison or did he end up dying? Hold on. Peterson. What's Scott Peterson doing now? Yeah, you know this guy's got talent. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> Scott Peterson is currently. Oh, he's still. Oh, he has the death penalty. I didn't realize that. He's in. He's in San Quentin. So yeah, that guy's a bad man. Murdered his wife, threw her in the river. Very bad man. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it for the show. Oh, the show. 
a little hitch in my voice. I don't know why. The show. The show. Uh, we're done. Thank you all for being here, hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow is uh, like a normal Friday, which means we have a 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time version of the show that we do because of your support at patreon.com slash TMS. Keep that support up. We keep doing that fifth show. That's patreon.com slash TMS. Please go check that out. For everything else you're looking for, frogpants.com slash TMS. And now we shall leave you with, uh, oh, a reminder, sorry. Tomorrow, the instance, uh, Patrick and Garrett are back from California. Garrett's got the worst flu ever, but is still going to be here, Aww. I think. Anyway, uh, they, he got conquered. Patrick somehow survived it. But uh, we are going to do a massive instance uh, follow-up to how BlizzCon went, all the news about Shadowlands and more. So do check that out if you have any interest in said thing. All right, Brian, we should go. Do you have anything? Sorry, I should give you a chance. You got anything to pimp for the weekend? Anything cool coming up? No, nothing to pimp. Uh, I mean, you know, ANTP stuff keeps popping up on the feed. If you had problems with the ANTP feed uh, uh, for a while, it was duplicating content. I figured out the problem, um, and we've got it resolved for now. So you can uh, go back to the ANTP feed, and you're not going to find duplicates. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Other than that, no. Uh, really, on on tap for me for the next day is just resting. I'm That's gonna, good. That's good. Yeah, I've got two ads I've got to do, and then I'm going to just sack out on the uh, uh, the couch upstairs and watch some horrible television. <laughs> that sounds awesome to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sidian makes a point. Uh, Patrick didn't get sick because of diplomatic immunity, and it made me want to play this clip. Diplomatic immunity. There you go. <laughs> that gets longer and longer like Veronica's sausage. It does. <coughs> Phrasing. All right. Uh, that's longer it. like Veronica's sausage. That's the show. We uh, are grateful for you guys. Thanks for being here. And we will now leave. But we need a song to be played. So please give me one to play. Why, I would ha be happy to oblige. Nicholas wrote in and said, hey, cymbal and banjo. TMS listener from day one here. You guys have been part of my life now for many years through ups and downs. And on the occasion of me turning, turning 32, turning, turning 32 <laughs> on November 2nd, I would love for you guys to play one of my all-time favorite covers of one of my all-time favorite bands, Gojira, somewhere around that date. I know this features some metal vocals by the incredible Leo Moraccioli, who uh, not everybody's used to, but I absolutely love his banjo cover of Gojira's The Heaviest Matter of the Universe. Thank you guys very much, and keep up the great work. Nicholas from Zurich, Switzerland. Ooh, nice. Uh, well, happy to oblige, Nicholas, and thank you for listening, and thank you for listening since day one. Uh, very cool of you. Yeah, this is uh, The Heaviest Matter of the Universe, covered by Rob Scallion and Leo Moriccioli. Um, they've renamed it The Heaviest Banjo of the Universe, which is great. Mm -hmm. Came out a few years ago. Here it is. Uh, Robin and Leo covering Gojira. Nice. We'll be back tomorrow at 3.30. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ooh. Yes, it is a wow. guy. Wow. So excited.